Hello and welcome to Pearls and Wisdom. There will be stories about people, life, experience, mental well-being and shooting the breeze with some very interesting people. There may be some swearing so be mindful if there are little ears around. If you want to get in contact send an email to pearlsandwisdom at aol.com or follow the Instagram page at pearlsandwisdom where we'll be posting some of the material we cover in the episodes. Thanks for listening. According to the medieval church, the missionary position was the only way to have sex. Anything kinkier than that was seen to make sex too enjoyable or blur gender roles and you could be punished. There are records in the Netherlands where men and women were put on trial for doing anal. Now how the authorities found this out is another question. So either one of the pair reported the other or they had nosy neighbours who were able to get very close to the bedroom window. But either way, if a man couldn't do the deed and do his Christian duty of making more kids to grow the church, he could have his knob physically examined by a representative of the church, and if they found it couldn't be fixed, they could actually grant a separation on grounds. It's like how still today a marriage can be voided if it's not consummated. But in some cases, ladies who were called honest women were brought in to examine his manhood to determine whether or not the allegation was true. In one recorded inspection at York in England, one honest woman, quote, exposed her naked breasts and with her hands warmed at the fire, she held and rubbed the penis and testicles of the said man, and she embraced and frequently kissed the same man and stirred him up in so far as she could show his virility and potency, admonishing him that for shame he should then and there prove himself a man. And she says that the whole time the said penis was scarcely three inches long, remaining without any increase or decrease. Fun job. But anyway, sex work was seen as a necessary profession and we all know about kings having plenty of mistresses. So he was always primed for producing more heirs. But it wasn't just for helping with breeding. The church even approved of it at times. Once in Florence, it was getting known as a home to too many homosexuals, so the city encouraged lots of brothels to be set up to keep any gay desires under control. But anyway, moving forward to now. If you want to know what sex with someone is like before you do the deed with them, ask them if they've ever put on music to have sex to. If it's a bit of soft George Michael, I'm never going to dance again, it's going to be slow and a bit sensual but if they're putting on fucking angry nordic death metal then you're in for a wild ride like lots of kinky shit strap in or maybe strap on but the the best thing about relationships are the near misses the misconnections they are the most entertaining things you will ever find in any relationship because they're just little snippets of when someone saw someone for two seconds and instantly falls in love and they're thinking about him years later. Um, they're, they're, you should look them up. They're brilliant. I've got a few for you here now. We met on Craigslist, so I'm hoping that this post finds you. I know that it could quite possibly be the most humiliating first date that you've ever been on, but I'm willing to look past that. I thought we had chemistry sitting at Applebee's sharing that basket of Cajun tots while drinking the Amstel Light. I really feel like there was a connection there. I found you to be intelligent and witty and looked forward to further conversation with you. At some some point in life, everyone has gambled on a fart and lost. It just happened to be on a first date in the passenger seat of my car. Please don't feel bad. The package I sent you with Pepto the next day and the note that said, 
First dates are always a crapshoot. Call me. Was meant to be funny, not offensive. I've gambled on a fart and lost on multiple occasions. The first time I did it was very memorable. It happened when I was five and sitting on my uncle's lap. I'm lactose intolerant, but love cheese. I probably win 95% of the time, but I don't think anyone wins 100%. That's why they call it gambling. I'm the last person to judge you for crapping your pants. In fact, I'm impressed by your boldness. The timing, on the other hand, could have been a tad bit better, like when you're not sitting on a heated leather seat. What I'm trying to say is that if you want to go out again, I would be more than happy to take you someplace where we can get a meal that is high in fibre and less taxing on the digestive tract. I await your call, Tad. P.S. If you shut yourself on purpose to end the evening early, touche. Next one. Looking for the girl with red or pink hair that I was talking to in Starbucks. Your name was Maria and you were browsing Amazon for harnesses and leashes. We talked about your hair briefly and you, you looked like you were going to work. Black slacks and a white button up. Someone help me find her. Desperation. Uh, but not as bad as this next person. I witnessed a morbidly obese woman in a motorized scooter leave a diarrhea trail in the freezer section. I was so instantly attracted to her and it aroused me. I can't stop thinking about her and her diarrhea trail. She had to have been no more than 500 pounds. I'm sorry, that's the most bizarre thing I've seen. It's like avant-garde poetry. Okay, I would say this next one is from a lady, but if the girl is real, she is anything but a lady. (laughs) I had to poop today and went into the bathroom before class. As I sat in the first floor bathrooms, I heard you desperately trying to squeeze one out. It sounded like you were having problems. I thought your shoes were kind of hot. I waited until after you finished to rub one out. While you were still pooping, I noticed you peed a little on the floor. When you left, I tasted it. (laughs) I want you. From what I could tell, you are kind of heavy and wearing a belt today. You didn't wash your hands very long. If this is you, I want you in my tight ass. I want you to ram my face with your man sword. Reply with the subject, yellow knight. So I know it's you. The The fucking shit people put on the internet. I really hope they're made up. Oh, God. There I was just yesterday. I can remember it so clearly. I woke up around 2am to take a nice fat leak when I noticed your squeaky giggle outside of my window. I looked out my window half naked as an odd mix of shock, disgust, pity and blush washed over me. Not only were you a stunning redhead just a little shorter than me with what looked like a curtain and drapery matching combo, but you were also taking a dump and piss on my lawn at the same time. For that, I have to give you props. I don't think I've ever achieved that level of toilet mastery. I immediately came out to see if you were alright and needed a ride home. Seeing as this town isn't exactly well suited for what I'm guessing to be an 18 to 21 year old drunk girl at 2 in the morning. But me coming out in a bathrobe and asking apparently scared you because you started running with a turd sticking out of your ass. And dove head first into my car leaving a dent in it. I told you to hold on as I was going to shut off the car alarm and get you an ice pack. But I'm not sure if you heard. What I am sure of is though, you sat on the trunk of my car smearing shit all over it, took off your shoes, left your half smirled off bottle and ran like hell. Normally I wouldn't let a girl shit all over my things and put it into my car until we've gotten to a first name basis. But for you I think we could work it out. You know where I live. 
Okay. Posted in the Men for Men section entitled, I'm sorry I bit your penis in the Cracker Barrel bathroom. <laughs> I swear it was an accident. Like, you're so perfect. I mean, I'm really only assuming you were mad. I don't speak Portuguese. Whatever. Okay. We had a really good connection with plans to meet up soon, but you were recently robbed. This means that you had to change your email and social due to your work and a new number. If anyone knows how to get a hold of her now, please let me know. This is my last resort. Yeah, take a hint, kid. Okay, another dude. They're all men. They're all men with the weirdest fucking stories. To the pretty woman on the G train who threw up on me. We met last Thursday, riding the train a little before noon. Despite your slumped over demeanour, I could tell that you were very pretty and dressed very well. I took the only open seat next to you. I have to admit, I wrote you off as hungover, but when your head popped up from your lap to vomit outwards, I knew you were the real deal. I tried to keep the conversation as light as possible after you told me how embarrassed you felt and how your antibiotics were messing up your stomach and mind. I was honestly impressed that you had attempted to go to work that morning in your condition, but didn't want to bother you. Then the train stalled for 15 minutes and we stopped talking. Everyone watched the vomit slide down to the other end of the train, and I felt awful that I didn't have a plastic bag to offer in case it happened again. You got off a stop before I did. Let me know if you want to take a second crack at this. I think we hit it off well in spite of your condition. I hope you're feeling better. <laughs> Desperation. I had sex with your mother. I'm sorry, but I can't change that. I spent most of my life searching for that special relationship and I threw it all away for an oral slash anal with a drunk slutty whore. No offence. What we need to do is move on. Yes, I'm still married to Catherine. Yes, I still love you. Please, let's make this work. Let's get high and watch Disney movies naked like we used to before. Oh my God. Probably should have proofread that one. <clears throat> okay. Moving swiftly on. You were the tall brunette with the near perfect body that farted in the bread section last night. I was the tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, was that you? You quickly replied, no, wasn't me. You almost seemed insulted, I would ask. As the stink grew, you continued to deny your flatulence, but it was evident. I tried to rid of the stench by waving two loaves of ciabatta bread. You proceeded to storm off in an angry manner. You were beautiful, and even if you are a liar and fart like a Clydesdale horse, I'd love to meet you up sometime. <laughs> oh, this next one's a doozy. Again, another man. The title? Cutie in the Confessional. You were in my confessional booth today and confessed to a bunch of stuff including cursing, impure thoughts and stealing a fish. I'm pretty sure this might go against one of my vows or something, probably a minor one, but I snuck a peek at you as you were leaving and you're smoking hot. Look, I'll admit the thing about your stepdad weirded me out a little, but I can definitely get past it. Let's see where this leads. Please respond with the number of Hail Marys and Our Fathers I assigned as penance, along with that of the other messed up thing that you confessed about the hamburger patty and your doctor, so I'll know it's you. It has to be made up, it really does. Okay. Now, the women can pretty much match par with the men sometimes. Entitled, Graveyard Vigilante Slayer. I knew we were meant to be the moment you said Hillary Clinton was a lizard person. I didn't care that you liked wearing socks with your flip-flops or that you liked to dress in all black leather. 
I didn't judge you for being hashtag Team Edward or Bernie. Truth is, you make me laugh to the point my chapped lips bleed. As I lay at night awake writing in my pink and purple My Little Pony journal, I snuggle up to my waifu pillow and wish it was you. I vision you standing there with your Fabio hair blowing in the wind. In one hand you have a hammer and the other a pack of vagina dental dam. You will probably never see this, but if you do, ride off with me into the sunset on my George Jetson mop. Come live a life together on a farm breeding horses simulation style. I will never force you to drink shitty drinks like Bud Light and we can have pet rats and train them to do cool tricks. <laughs> she is one of the Nordic death metal ones. Another lady. I found a prosthetic leg wearing a Lucchese brand cowboy boot on the bus this morning. I'm not sure what brand the leg is, but it's only the shin and foot portion, and it's not mechanical looking. Rather, it looks semi-real, almost like it could be from a giant plastic doll or something. I hope you don't mind, but I went ahead and tried the boot on. Magnificent! At first I wondered why a prosthetic leg user would have purchased such a comfy boot. Then I figured that you probably have another leg and that foot actually works, and they probably really appreciate the cushion and arch support provided by the boots. I really hope I can meet you and ask you more about your condition. I wonder what Koreans would say about you if you went in for a pedicure. Do you get charged half price for pedicures? That would be fucked up if you didn't. Do you think they'd charge me full price if I went in for a pedicure with you? Anyway, I really want to give you your prosthetic leg back because I imagine you're hopping around, or worse, forced to wear a makeshift paper mache leg, or worse again, forced to wear a thick tree limb like a pirate. Hopefully we can meet for lunch sometime and I can give you your leg back. Oh, and please only respond if you're attractive. You see, there's this fantasy I have, like a modern day Cinderella where I finally meet the owner of the leg and he turns out to be a charming prince. Well, maybe not a prince. I want you to be a sexy cowboy war hero who has had one of his legs and both his testicles blown off in a grenade explosion in Afghanistan. <laughs> it would be really romantic for you to sweep me off my feet in some cafe downtown and then we'd both fall over because your makeshift tree leg wouldn't be able to support both of us. We'd share a laugh. I'd kiss you on the cheek and then reattach your professionally made prosthetic leg for you. Based on how breathtaking your prosthetic leg is, I can only imagine that you're incredibly handsome. I would have taken a picture of the leg, only for the pleasure of readers paging through, but I don't have a camera. I did the best I could sketching it. Please know that this is... <laughs> this is no way as amazing as the real thing. This one, I don't know, is, is not really misconnection for people, but for something else. It's titled, Did You Lose a Ham? Perhaps a bear broke into your kitchen and stole it from the counter where it was cooling and then discarded it because it was overly salty. Or maybe you and some other scenesters you just met were snacking on it during Moogfest and then you woke up Monday morning next to the trash cans in Chicken Alley it was gone. I'm not sure of all the possible scenarios under which someone might lose a ham. It's in worse shape than it was when I saw it last night, perhaps due to the rain or some <laughs> random vagrant gnawing on it. The browned fat on the outside isn't so deliciously crispy looking this morning. It's a bone-in ham, not sure it's if it's obvious from the photo, and it's been eaten on some, but there's definitely some serious meat left in it. Looks like it was pretty tasty in its day. Anyway, it's laying in the mulch in between the civic centre and the sidewalk. I'm sure you'll be relieved to know where it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, this next one is an excerpt because it's really long, but we'll cut to the chase. As the conversation moved towards the weather, and where we each respectively parked, you advised me to park in a different garage, 
one that I wasn't aware of and that was closer. Here, give me your number, you said to me. I'll text you with what it looks like. Without hesitation, I did, and really only with the expectation that I wouldn't have to walk so far. As we parted ways and left for the day, I got home and assumed you forgot to text me. However, as I sat my phone down on my counter, suddenly it vibrated to an unknown number's text. When I opened the text in my condo, which had dim lighting at the time, I saw a beautiful rod appear on my phone's screen. The glow shined on my face and penetrated my spirit. I really felt it change me. Even though you had not shared your name previously, I knew the dong I was viewing had belonged to you because I had recognised your hand holding up the miniature Coca-Cola bottle next to your penis. Stripping down from my clothes, I was elated to see four more pictures arrive as I began to do what any woman would do and self-enjoy them. Following the pictures, you also texted me the following lines over the duration of the next hour, but I was busy in the bathtub violently masturbating. Hey, you there? Yo, what up? Did you like? Hey, want more? It's me, how are you? After finishing up my gratuitous session of various climaxes to the sounds of a saxophone in the background, I decided to light a cigarette and write about the occurrence in my diary while contemplating how I would respond to your communique. Admittedly, I had also taken a deluxe gigantic shit, known in medicine as the DGs, while I was writing and my phone fell into the toilet. The next day I took it to Apple and they refused to touch it and said it was impossible to access your number. And unfortunately, by the time I got a new phone with the same number, your text had stopped. Poor girl. Okay, so that's enough of the funny misconnections. Moving on. I broke up with my boyfriend because he was always putting me through tests to show my loyalty. Well, a few weeks later, I heard that he'd overdosed on pills from his parents' medicine cabinet and died. I felt horrible, like it was all my fault. I didn't even have the heart to reach out to his family or attend his funeral. But the day after the funeral, I got a text from his number and it turns out he wasn't dead. He never overdosed. It was just another one of his tests to see how I would react. This dude literally faked his own fucking death, then sent me a text that said, just so you know, I'm, I'm over you. I don't care if this shit is made up or not. You know there are fucking people out there who will do this weird shit. But I don't, right, I'm going to call a halt there. Remember that, yes, it is Valentine's, February 14th. But don't forget that Valentine's is March 14th, a.k.a. Steak and Blowjob Day. It's a thing. Look it up. So make the steak medium rare and the blowjob well done. So I'll leave you with this quote. It's very good relationship advice. The first 20 years of a relationship are the hardest. After that, you need Viagra. And that's it. Because of my own anxiety issues, reading comments about how it is would send me into overdrive, so please, I would ask that you leave no reviews at all. But if you do want to get in contact, please send an email to pearlsandwisdom at aol.com or follow the Instagram page at pearlsandwisdom, where we'll be posting some of the material we cover in the episodes. Stay safe, stay happy, chat soon.